Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, it's Monique. I hope all is well. Welcome to episode 57 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share my experiences with transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. I've been vegan since 2010. And of course, bring on guests to share theirs <laughs> because there's so much power in the story. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also be sure to follow me on social media. I'm Brown Vegan everywhere. And that includes YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, is that everything? Twitter. (laughs) I'm brown vegan everywhere. So check me out on those platforms. So something I've been thinking about lately is I noticed that when I do the interview style podcast episodes, I usually just jump right into the interview because um, the conversations are usually about 40 minutes and I want to make sure that you get enough content and I want to make sure that you're not here too long. But What I noticed for myself is that I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't mind that the episodes are long because I'm usually, you know, driving or cooking or cleaning or doing other things. So I'm thinking about adding a segment to the show where I just kind of share like a vegan tip of the week or maybe a new product that I tried just to get more uh, time with you guys uh, outside of the interview. So let me know. Send me a message on social media if this is something that you're interested in me bringing. Really thinking about doing that. Uh, I'm sure you probably get some of my personality from the interview, but I think it'll be good to be able to just share tips. Also thinking about going back to doing more solo episodes where I just kind of share, you know, a whole episode with my experiences and tips. So just let me know. Do you like the format? Do you like when I have more interviews? Do you like when I just do a little bit of both? And I'm actually leaning towards, I'm thinking that doing a little bit of both would probably be better, but just let me know on social media, whatever platform you follow, which format you prefer. I just want to get some insight on that. So today on the show, I have Johanna, and she is from earthlybodies.org. She is a holistic educator, and I just really enjoyed editing this podcast and the conversation. I will say that when I heard Johanna's story, I wasn't sure what direction I should go in. A lot of times when I have guests on the show, I don't usually find out why they decided to become a vegan. I usually just you know have some topics in mind that I want to talk about, but not necessarily why they decided to become a vegan. So when I heard how traumatic her story was and how how that led her to a vegan lifestyle, I will admit that I was just like, uh, where do I go now? You know, what direction do I go? I did feel a little awkward, um, but we we cleared it up. Um, it was a lot of fun actually talking to her and editing this podcast. We laughed a whole lot. She was just so much fun. 
So in this conversation, we're going to talk about how a really traumatic experience led her to a holistic lifestyle, how she was able to get her husband to eat plant-based, which is a concern for a lot of families I know, and for my own experience as well. The difference between plant-based and vegan, which I think is an important conversation that needs to be had. We talked about that because she's considered a plant-based eater and I'm a vegan. We also talked about how and why she does a 10-day detox every month of raw foods to cleanse her body. We chatted about her juice business, the secret to tasty green juice, and also being vegan in the South. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to it, especially because Johanna is in the deep South. You can get all of the resources and everything we mentioned at brownvegan.com under episode 57. Lots of resources, including a really delicious green juice recipe that Johanna shared as well. It's her kale yeah uh, recipe. You can get that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Johanna from earthlybodies.org. Johanna, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you today? I am wonderful, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you on, especially because we were talking about how we're connected from somebody else online and, and like yeah. how the internet is so big, but it's so small. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let's get into your vegan journey. Why did you decide to become a vegan and what year was that? Okay, so it was January of 2013. And the story of why, um, if I was to wrap it up in one word, was because of tragedy. My husband and I at the time had been married for seven years and we've been trying to get pregnant since our wedding night. (laughs) And we just had not had any success with everything that we were trying. And on January 14th of 2013, I was standing in my training room because I was a trainer in corporate America and um, I felt a pain I'd never felt before. And I had to dis- I had to put let, let my my tellers go on break, and I had bleeding that did not need to be there according to my calendar. And so I make a call. I'm talking to my nurse, and she says within within ten seconds, I hear the phrase, "Miss Ramos, you're pregnant, and I'm sorry you're having a miscarriage." And uh, that was how I found out I was pregnant for the first time and not going to be able to keep our baby. And so um, there was a lot of pain, a lot of turmoil for the next three days because the doctor thought that it would just pass. Well, it didn't just pass. It almost literally killed me. Mm. And on the 17th, my husband drugged me to that doctor's office to let him to let him describe it. I was gray. My skin was gray, which is a far cry from what I am. And uh, he went there in the doctor's face. He was a Middle Eastern man and all the color left his face when he saw me and he immediately booked an OR. And um, so it turns out that it was tubal, it was not moving. And that day I lost our baby. I lost my right fallopian tube, which um, was the good fallopian tube. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of sent me into a place of, you know, doctors telling me, we don't know why this happened. Don't blame yourself. Um, you know, all the things they were supposed to say, but they sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher mm. <laughs> when they were mm. saying it, because the way that God made me was, Oh, I can do something. So I was like, let me stop talking to the doctor and go talk to God. (laughs) So God and I talked and just as clear as this connection that you and I have, he said to me, you can control what you put in your body. And I said, why? Yes, I can. And so I became a researching fool. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> on plant-based living. And on May the 3rd, that was the day. Like I prepared myself. I read up. I knew just everything that I needed to do and how it was going to affect me based on what I looked at. And May the 3rd, 2013 is my V-Day, <laughs> my vegan day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was just a matter of me. My whole thing was my motto at the time was I have to make my body a safe place for, my, for our babies to live. I have to make my body a safe place for our babies to live. And very quickly that grew into, well, that means it's a safe place for me to live. Yes. Which is the motto for, for my, my business, making, helping you make your body a safe place to live. Mm. Wow. I did not expect you to say this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's where it came from. So, yes, you know, yeah. you know what, Monique, it's, it's, it's a tragedy, but I'll tell you what has really brought me up out of that. It was a very dark place. Like I, I didn't think I was going to, desire to stay on this, this, this planet. But I turned that thing around and realized that we all have an assignment and our baby, even though it was in my, in my body for a short period of time, that was my baby's assignment was to come here and say, mama is sick in here. I can't stay. And none of my future siblings can stay either. If you don't do something. I've been doing this for a while. And usually people say, oh, it's because, you know, I, I watched a documentary. I read a book. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's why I decided to become vegan. And to know wow. that you were able to find your purpose and build a business and a brand mm. out of something mm-hmm. as traumatic as this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's also interesting because I was just having a conversation with one of my friends about um, how a lot of married couples struggle with fertility. This mm-hmm. is not, I mean, it's so common, like, especially after you, I noticed after 30, it's just like, it's oh, really, yeah. really prevalent. So do you think it's just because of our diet or you think anything else is going on? What What are your views on that? You know, I, I do believe that it's because of what we were told we were supposed to eat from the time we were kids. I think a lot of the damage came from, from that. And some of our bodies were just able to handle that destruction better than others. Some of us had to deal with it in um, other areas. Some people have bad cardiac systems now or, you know, their their lymphatic systems all messed up because of something we ate. And for a lot of women, it's our reproductive system. And I just believe that that is where mine lied. Yeah. So when you were doing your research, you it's obviously you came across across a lot of information telling you that you need to be plant based or vegan. Right. It sounds like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my husband thought I lost it, but he let me lose it because he <laughs> knew I was in a place that I was I was just searching for something to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And so when I tell you I would get on Google and type in plant based diet. Are vegan. And then when I got through all that I saw on Google and every blog post, every article I could find, then I went to Bing because, you know, Bing shows different stuff. Yeah. And then after I finished Bing, then I went to YouTube and then I was in Barnes and Nobles. I mean, it, it, I con- it consumed me like it was borderline. They should have been concerned because it could have very easily become obsessive because I was so hurt and it numbed it. Doing wow. that research numbed the pain. Wow. And so how long so, did this yeah. go on? I know that you, of course, this mm-hmm. is your business now. So, of course, you continue. It's like a continuous education, right? But how long yes. did that go until you were like, okay, I, I feel a little better? Because it sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, it was depression, it sounds like. But you were just, yes, like you said, was. numbing it. So what It was it, absolute depression. Yeah. So how long did that go on, do you think? That was um, from January 14th, from the moment I got that, made that call and got that, that, um that news until March. Wow. So I'm talking, yeah, 
two and a half months straight. And then, as I said, then the last two weeks of March was me getting all the things I needed in the house. And then May 3rd, last two weeks of April, I'm sorry. And then May 3rd, it was it was game time and there was no looking back like there was. I think I, I believe. I'm pretty sure I say I went cold turkey. I'm pretty sure I had a turkey sandwich the day before. <laughs> you know how people always say <laughs> they always they say no cold turkey. No cold turkey. You're like no pun intended, but you had the pun, right? <laughs> I, I really, I believe I did have it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just went. So what did that look like? Did you just juice? Did you just eat, um, you know, vegan uh, transitional foods? Like, how did that look when you made that decision for May third? I had never been told about the beautiful world of roasting a vegetable. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. And it became very apparent very quickly that you could throw some olive oil, salt and pepper on a shoe and it would probably taste good <laughs> if you threw it in the oven. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a lot of that. And also, oh, let me let me say that I did. I hired a coach. I found someone who whose spirit spoke to me and I hired her to um, kind of give me direction because I had, I had dove so deep into trying to get all this information that I wanted to be sure I wasn't missing anything. And mm-hmm. so I had that person that um, they could tell me about things that uh, I hadn't seen or read, or she, we would talk once a week about things I had found. It helped to have that common ground person because where my husband was, you know, trying his best to keep me up while he was in pain as well. And I always don't want to overlook that, that he lost a child too. Right. And was afraid he was losing his wife because of how I was trying to work through this, that it was, I couldn't really talk to him about that. Mm -hmm. So having her there, that, that coach to do that really helped me out too. And so I had her for about 90 days. Oh, that's good. So she gave you the accountability, the steps that you needed. Okay. All the support you needed. She gave me the, wait a minute, why is this happening to me? Why do I feel this when I've been eating this? She knew because she had been, she had been vegan for like five years already. So yeah, that, that really helped. Wow. I encourage that. Encourage it. Getting that support. <laughs> and do you offer that with your business as well? Do you offer coaching services? That is what's so so awesome. I, I don't call myself a coach, but I am an I'm an educator by trade. I mean I've I'm just that's my gift is training and teaching. So I do consider myself an educator and that's my business. Mm-hmm. I educate people on how to make their bodies a safe place to live, spiritually, mentally, and physically. I'm really big on all three of those components being a factor of why just one of them isn't getting you where you want to be. Yes, I agree with that too. And I didn't used to, but I definitely do because I think a lot of times we struggle because all of those things are on the line. And so Mm -hmm. we struggle to be consistent with our journey for sure. Absolutely. Wow. So your husband, what did you, is your husband vegan along with you at this time back in 2013 or are you making separate meals? How does this look? Oh, Back in 2013, I always make the joke that if there was an animal, like a, a pig was running down the street, he would chase it down and bite it raw. Whoa. At that time. Okay. <laughs> he hates when I say that. <laughs> He's like, why are you making me look like a savage? <laughs> why are you putting me out there like that? <laughs> but so, yes, in the beginning, it was me making separate meals. At the time, um, our daughter um, was living with us full time. Um, she's, my, she's my daughter by our marriage. Uh-huh. And she was... 13. So I was making meals for that 13 year old would eat something for my husband who eats for like two people at the time (laughs) and then my Mm -hmm. own. And I made peace with that. Like I have a lot of people who tell me that that's hard. I can't do that. Or why won't they, why won't they just eat what I eat? And I tell them, no, this is your journey. You decided to do this. And that's what I told myself. 
if I decided to do this, then I'm not going to complain about what comes with it. And I'll tell you what was so fantastic out of that was by me not looking at them and rolling my eyes and getting the attitude and, you know, smashing pots and pans because I'm mad that I got to cook separate meals. My journey spoke for me. And within months, within a matter of a quarter, my husband said, we're going to eat what you eat. Oh, wow. So if you roast some vegetables and you do some quinoa and you do like a, you know, a cucumber, tomato, whatever salad on the side, and you decide to put a piece of chicken or fish on the side of our plate, then fine. But we're going to eat everything that you ate as well. Wow. So it became the support because you set the example. Right. And I, I think didn't that's so true. I let my journey do it. I just exactly. let them watch how my body was reacting and how I was happy. <laughs> yes. And how you were feeling and everything. Yes. yes. You were the light. <laughs> you were definitely right. the light. I, I love the light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I get this question so often. Like, how do you get, you know, a steak and potatoes, you know, pig eating husband to mm-hmm. transition? And I know for you, it was because you were an example and he saw how radiant mm-hmm. it, it was. And it also brought you out of a dark place. Yeah. Right away. What do you give your husband to, I guess, satisfy Mm -hmm. some of that that heavier food that he used to like? No, that's a great question. So, all right. Like I said, we are from deep south. I have Louisiana, Alabama roots. He has South Carolina, Alabama roots. So what do our people do when they show you they love you? They feed you. Yes. And if you go to somebody else's house, they're going to feed you. Okay. And we don't have ham hocks in our greens. We have a little green with our ham hocks. Okay. That's real. So I had, that's what I had to fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. What a ham hock had though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it became a matter of, I became, I fell in love with seasons and herbs. And I will tell you the season that saved his life was smoked paprika. Mm -hmm. To him, I can make a pot of beans, any kind of bean, a pot of greens, cabbage, I throw some smoked paprika in there and he come in there looking like, what a ham hock is. There's not a ham hock in here, I promise. <laughs> so that saved him. Like it wasn't, he, he, he finally realized and a lot of people realize it's not the meat. First of all, it's not that bad, that, I don't want to say bad food. It's not that food that you can't not eat. It's the feeling and emotion that's attached to it. Or it's the taste that's attached to it. And all he thought about, I need a ham hock. No, what he really wanted was that time in the kitchen with his grandmother where she was in the kitchen all day making that stuff and he was talking to her. Now, that's real. That is <laughs> okay. real. This is why as a people, we really struggle with this because food, yes. is, food is everything. It's, yes. it's how we socialize. It's how we show, like you said, show love. It's just everything. Yeah. It runs so deep for so many of us. So that's why it's like, ooh, you know, I can't go to Thanksgiving and have my grandmother's macaroni and cheese and mm-hmm. I can't have the smoked turkey. So, yeah. <laughs> Because it That's is, right. it's, like you said, it's, it's all about how we show our love for sure. Wow. So right. you're, and you're absolutely right that it is about the, the flavor that we want. Is mm-hmm. that is that flavor? And like you said, that conversation. Yeah. So making it making it a uh, flavorful for him made a difference. It sounds like. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. He is so happy. Like he looks for he'll, he would he will call and be like, what's for dinner? And he knows, like he knows that in general, unless he tells me he wants a piece of animal protein or, you know what, he won't even do that. I would have to just do it. He will just go get it himself. 
Like he just, that's not something that he wants me to feel like I have to do, even though I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it too. You have to go get it yourself. I'm not cooking it. <laughs> that's me personally. I'm not cooking it. <laughs> you got to get then, it yourself. You know, I know we don't, we don't want to eat too many soy based products. You know, I get that. We, we try not to have it in our house any more than two to three times a week if someone has to have it, but they've made such great strides with these meatless meat. So if he feels like he has to have a hamburger or the taste of, then he'll go get some of those grillers. Yeah. I mean, they do hot dogs, meat, meatballs. Fish fillets. Come on now. Yeah, no excuse, right? <laughs> no, no excuse. it's like the easiest time ever to start transitioning. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. A lot of that stuff is so hardy because I know um even though I've been doing this for a while and a lot of that is considered like transitional stuff that you're supposed to eat when you're transitioning. Uh-huh. But when you have uh-huh. a family and you have like right. a, a big eating spouse, it comes in handy because it makes them feel more full <laughs> having right. some of that on a plate opposed to like, you know, a bowl of you know, collards and rice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my husband, who I mean, he's six three. He gets he gets between you know one ninety five to one ninety nine. Sometimes he come home like I want some hot dogs and chips. Well, guess what? I got something for you. Yes, and I could put some chili on there too if you want. There you go. Your, your chow chow sauerkraut. What what you want? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can make anything vegan, right? <laughs> you just got me thinking of something because I know that a lot of people that are listening to the show um, may because they know for me I'm an ethical vegan, right? So I did this for mm-hmm. ethical reasons. It wasn't health reasons, and mm-hmm. so I know that there's a difference between the two, being plant based and vegan so do you Mm -hmm. do you consider yourself plant-based or vegan or do you even think about it like that well you know what I haven't thought about it enough and I think that here's the thing the only the only difference I can I have so far differentiated between the two is um vegan people have come at me from the beginning people that eat meat which I find very funny that they're coming at me is well do you eat honey or do you have a leather handbag? And I'm like, hold up. Why are you worry about what I got? First of all, <laughs> so you know what? I actually don't own any real leather, but the honey thing, if the honey things don't make me not vegan and fine, I'm plant-based fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be that. So I think that's where I just decided that I would say plant-based to, to keep the, Bounty off my head. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know the the police are lied. I mean, they police Woo! everything. I just I like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, but I okay, cause cause when I think of veganism, I think of like the ethics of it, mm-hmm. and plant based okay. is like strictly to me diet. So I could see okay. why you would go by you. plant. Yeah, why you would go by plant based because this was. Uh, I guess it was more so for health reasons for you, for sure. Well, yeah, that is how it started out. But then I noticed that it was healing me spiritually and mentally, too. So it became like, I guess, yeah, that's why I say holistic, a holistic health educator. So, yeah, I think think you just helped me figure that out. Oh, Because I'm the type of person, I will say this, the only reason I even bought that up is because I know that people who are new, they may be confused by some of the stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I know for okay. myself, it's more like, okay, ethical reasons. It's like, for me, it was health, um, health came later. Health is just mm-hmm. like something that's been recent for me because it was mostly about ethics, you know, being, yeah. you know, being a compassionate person. And right. so, um, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's important to kind of have that discussion. But I don't care why anybody decides to become a vegan. Hello. <laughs> as long as you're here, right? Thank as, you. As long That's as you one can of my reduce. favorite. One yeah. of my favorite means is whatever your reason was for doing this, it's the right reason. Yes, exactly. Let's just stay in that. <laughs> yes. So have yeah. you noticed as you go forward with your journey that you've evolved more? Meaning, okay, you probably started off and 
Um, of course, because of um, the pain, you started from there. Mm-hmm. But I know that you juice now mm-hmm. or you do raw food 10 days yes. a month. So did, was mm-hmm. it always like that or did you evolve to that? Uh, I well, you know what? It started out when I started out and I was working with my coach. We we like did a, it was like a detoxing. Let's give your organs the chance to be as strong as they can for what you're getting ready to do. And to do that, we're not going to have any cooked food. And I felt like a superhero after those 10 days. And it immediately became, I'm doing this every month. Wow. There's no way I could not do this every month. So what does that look like? Are you drinking juice all day or are you eating? Mm. What is, yeah, what are you eating? What are you doing? So it's always going to, my day normally starts with juice. Usually a quarter juice is going in before 9 a.m. into this body. And then outside of that, um, you know, raw vegetables, all the raw fruit I want, nuts, seeds. So whatever form I want that in, if I want to make a smoothie, I will. I'll throw chia seeds in that for the extra protein. Or if I want to just have a big old salad and just throw as many things as possible as I can in there. Um, Or if I want to do like, you know, uh, zucchini noodles and a, a pasta sauce that's just not heated. It's just the fact that it's all raw. It's nothing cooked for that entire 10 days. So at this point, because it's been a while now, it's been several years. Do you mm-hmm. notice that? Because, you know, a lot of times I know this is a struggle for me. I don't like <laughs> doing raw as much because those first couple of days are hard. Do you oh, notice yeah. that your body, does your body um, still feel like it's hard? Or is it a little easier after you, since you do it, you know, every single month? It's gotten easier. Now, it used to be that when I first started doing it, I would feel fine. Uh, well, no, after like midday on day one, I'd be like, what are you doing with your life? Why are you trying? My body would be like, why are you trying to kill me? What are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? Get it together. <laughs> get, get yourself together. It's like, it's like 911. But now I may feel that or I may not. But if I do, it's around like the fourth or fifth day. Oh, wow. And it's only for a little bit of time. So my body knows. When it, like at that point now, I know it's just my body just being my body and like, knowing that the vegan place that I love to go to that's like 20 miles away has um, uh, sriracha mac and cheese. That's mm. just my body knowing it is that mm. day. <laughs> that <laughs> so sounds like, good. Sit down. It ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening to these 10 days are up. So yeah. it has definitely evolved and not, it's not as hard at all. Oh, that's and awesome. I'll tell yeah. you what else, Monique. It's also, I've become so connected to how my body has reacted to this change that it doesn't even bother me. If I did have a headache, I'm drinking ginger tea so quick because I'm like, you know, you're going to feel good. You know, you're going to jump off buildings after this is over. So why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, your body, you know what the results look like. So it's like, okay, right. let me just deal with this for a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Cause I know you live like you live in the South. So how is mm-hmm. it to, cause you just talked about that Sriracha Mac. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. How is it to be vegan in the <laughs> South as far as like, um, your options, because I know a lot of people talk mm-hmm. about that as well. Because I know for myself, when I travel down south, I'm like on a road trip, I'm struggling. I'm like eating huh. French fries or something. Thank you, and a side salad. <laughs> or you know, but Taco Bell has some options too. You can customize Taco Bell, but who wants to eat that? But you can if you had to, right? Right. To right. Make it vegan. right. But um, how does that look? It sounds like you said you're about 20 miles. That's kind of far <laughs> to go get oh, that yeah. mac and would- cheese. Uh huh. <laughs> I will tell you, when I decided that this is what I was going to do, I very quickly realized that nobody else in the South cared that I was going to do it. And that's including these restaurants. I not only live in South Alabama, 
I am seven miles from the Gulf of Mexico. So I am surrounded by not only the South, but everything is fried and it has gravy as a side dish. Okay. So, Mm. so it's like, I had to very quickly realize that I'm going to have to fall in love with my kitchen. And I did. I fell in love with my kitchen. And that's actually where for um, about a year and a half, every Monday night, I did meatless meals live on Facebook or on Periscope. And I would invite people into my kitchen and I would talk and I would we, we would prepare this meal together. Yes, um, I remember I that. To see, <laughs> yeah, I needed people to see, hey, you you might just have to fall in love with your space. And I was, so I was like, my husband was like, you need to share that. Totally. So that's what it became. Now it's getting better. You know, there, some options are going coming up and, um, but I think I just, pre- I prefer it. I prefer knowing that I did it. My love, my energy is in it, that of what I'm cooking and, and that that's good for me. Yes. That's, that's key. And I, yeah. yeah, I can see that being, were you much of a cook before the transition or? And and the reason being was, uh, you know, I was in corporate America when I first got started and before that. um, And I traveled a lot. I traveled probably more than half a year. Oh, wow. Right. So it wasn't I wasn't able to. And when I was here, I was just so happy to be here. I wasn't trying to cook. So, mm-hmm. but, but like I said, <laughs> right, I'm just trying to relax and enjoy being with my family. Yeah. But yeah, once I did make that transition, it just had to happen. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's kind of, you can't really get around it. Like you, if mm-hmm. you want to eat well and you want to really yep. save some money, you have to cook if you want to be vegan, mm-hmm. period. So I get it You're for right. sure. So let's talk about your juicing business because mm-hmm. um, juicing is one of those areas where I like the idea of juicing and I have this <laughs> big, big ass juicer in the pantry, right? <laughs> and I love, but oh, when it comes juicer. down, I know, I know, I know. When it comes down to it, it's like, I'd rather make a smoothie because it's faster. <laughs> So what's because I know you have a (laughs) it's much faster. So I know that you have a juicing business that's online offline. Excuse me. You don't ship or anything like that. It's all local for you. So Mm -hmm. what made you decide to offer that? Is it because of people like me (laughs) who don't want to? Yes, (laughs) you create. This is the thing. I'm so glad you said that. Like my business from the beginning was never something that I thought was going to happen. Uh People started creating it for me. And they, to this day, are still creating products for me. But you <laughs> and what you just said, there were people like you who created my juicing business. Mm-hmm. They love the idea of juicing. They love to see because I would post my juices. Oh, they're so pretty. And you, you act like they taste so good, which they do. But dang, I just don't want to clean up. I don't want to clean up. I don't want to. I don't want to do the work, period. I don't right. want to store it. Nothing. And so can you do it for me? Because I was doing my health educating business where um, because clients can hire me for 30 days to 90 days. I have different educational plans. Mm-hmm. And some of them that were local were like, well, I not only want to hire you, but can you go ahead and tell me how much it would be for you to also make my stuff? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Why not? Since I enjoy it. So that is how it happened. And then it became word of mouth of people that weren't clients, like educational clients. But this person was a yoga instructor and she was she would go to her studio drinking on this beautiful green juice. People like, hey, wait a minute. We don't have nothing like that around here. Where'd you get that? (laughs) And so that's just where it came. And then I partnered with one of the local farmers markets and I did a few live broadcasts because I'm all about, you know, shop fresh, shop local, hug a farmer. I mean, they're feeding you what they're feeding their families. I trust that. Yes. So then I started making I had a special menu just based on what she had in her market that month. And so I was creating these juices and people would come by and purchase that way. 
Nice. Yeah. So that is um that's how it became. But we keep it offline because yeah. It's a lot of work. I know. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't know how people uh, ship food and juices. I'm just like, oh, I'm so fascinated yeah. by it. But it seems like it's so much work that goes into it. Because the thing is, this right. juice is not pasteurized, right? So you right. have to send it. It has to be sent, you know, away as quickly all as possible. And consumed and, and quickly mm-hmm. as possible. And then I'm worried that it's going to be sitting outside and nobody's going to get it. Oh, my God. Right. All of those things. So I think <laughs> it's so all important. Of, all of that. Yes. All of those reasons, Monique. So what do you suggest for people who are um, interested in drinking juice and making it at home, but they don't want it to taste like, you know how Cece always talks about juice tasting like swamp water? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you don't want it to taste, you don't want it to taste gross, right? So what is, what's like a really basic recipe that Mm -hmm. won't cost a million dollars to make it at home? Yeah. All right. So this is the one that made me. Uh, social media famous. Uh-oh. Um, social media famous. And that's the one that I, I call it. Kale. Yeah. Yes. But here's, here's the thing. This is what I, I try to tell people is I have yet to come across a juice recipe that an apple or a pear can't fix. Mm, okay. 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 That, that, that is my motto. You can you can put whatever you want to in there. And if it's disgusting, OK, let me get you to put these pears and apples. And I promise you, we will make it to, we'll make it taste good. So mm-hmm. with the kale, um, two bunches of kale, um, choose your favorite apple. Um, of course, your green apples are going to be the ones that have the least amount of sugar. But you know what? I've given up so many things and I'm glad I have. I don't get too involved in the sugar in my fruit. Know, OK, right. you can know, have the meat, right. you can have the dairy, leave my sugar alone. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Choose your favorite apple. It's going to depend on the size of the apples. Like if I say, tell my mom to get a medium apple, that thing's like the size of a grapefruit. She just doesn't, we have different size when we think about size, but um, do a green apple or pink lady apple, gala, whatever. I don't recommend red delicious because they're a little softer and they don't yield as much juice when they're softer. So you want a good crisp apple. So Two bunches of kale, maybe about four apples, um, a cucumber, mm-hmm. and a lemon. Juice a lemon. Oh, perfect. Peel the lemon, please. Oh, yeah. It's going to be tart, right? Sour. <laughs> Peel oh. the lemon if you're going to put it in the juicer. I prefer to juice mine manually and just uh-huh. pour the juice in afterwards of the lemon. Okay. But that is an amazing juice. Now, from that, from kale, yeah, there's now a kale, yeah, light, a kale, yeah, two, a kale, yeah, three, because that's like a good base. You can start adding ginger to that. Um, a really good detox is to add some cilantro or parsley to that. But yes. once again, trust me, your apple and your lemon will save the day. It's not going to taste like swamp water. It's delicious. Yes. And so the cilantro pulls out the heavy metals in your body, right? Is that? There you go. De- yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. <laughs> and the parsley getting in there and detoxing that liver because um, a lot of people think that people's breath stink because they ain't brushing their teeth. No, it's your insides. So that parsley that's been on your arm, you, you, you know, you used to go to the restaurants and I always had a little piece of parsley on the side of the plate. Uh-huh. It had a purpose. It was your after dinner mint. But we always just let it go to waste. <laughs> clear yeah. your palate and clean your enzymes. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. So, what juicer would you recommend? Because I remember back in the day when I first started, I got one of those. What is it? The the Jack Lalane juicer. Oh, and I was yeah. I thought I was no no girl. <laughs> no, I thought you were doing it. That's no, good. I was no, I was not. Okay, because you know. <laughs> 
I wasn't. Why are you trying to hype me up like I was doing something? Here's why. That juicer is only good for like, you know, your apples. That's it. You are not going to get any green juice from no kale, no collards or anything from that thing. So oh, I have me. a big, I have a big beast um, in the pantry. But what do you, yeah. What do you recommend? It's not commercial style or anything like that, but it's, it's okay. heavy. Um, what do you recommend? Do you have, do you think that mm-hmm. you have to spend um, at least three hundred dollars to get a quality juicer, or can you get away? No. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's talk you about this. You do not. Okay. Okay. First of all, because Jackie Lane was my first love, he was all right with me. Okay. <laughs> I still have my first one, Monique. I won't get rid of it because if, if if anybody else break down on me, Jack is there. <laughs> nah, Jack tried it. I, I tried to put some kale through there. I was like, "What is this?" She said, "Jack tried it." Hey, I got okay, like a, a fourth so. of a teaspoon. <laughs> Well, you know what? I don't know if you had the Jack LaLanne power juicer. I think that's probably the one you had. That's the one that I had. Mm-hmm. But maybe enough people said that. And they do actually have one now that's called the Jack LaLanne Fusion okay. juicer. And so that's one that when someone says, I've never juiced before and I don't know if I'm going to want to do this. So what can I get? I always recommend that one. The Jack LaLanne Fusion juicer can be gotten at Walmart, Target, and it's like 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's still much better. Then the Hamilton Beach and um, that Black and Decker one, Run for the Hills. Even though those sometimes can be the exact same price or a little more. All right. So that's that's what I would say. But then if you can, if you're willing to put a little more skin in the game, I will always urge people to try the Breville Cold Juice Fountain. It is the truth. 180 bucks. Huh. Okay. So I must have the one that's the next level from that one. The next Breville up? Yeah. Because mine was about... 280 almost okay. $300 yes. yeah so yeah the, the juice cold juice fountain is the name of it it comes with the big the 72 ounce carafe mm-hmm. um picture so um and, it, and that that picture has like the little lip in it so it holds back any foam as you pour out so you don't have to have that extra step of I used to grab a strainer with my Jack Lane because I wanted my juice to be smooth I don't right. want any I madness want the foam. right the, yeah I don't want any of that so that with the with the Breville cold juice fountain you don't have to do that because that lip is built into that carafe pitcher. Yeah. So that is that that one really. If someone says, "Oh, seventy bucks, I can do more than that," then I'm gonna say, "Shoot for that Breville." Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. I, I love this. You're giving us so much education, so many tips. That's so, what I do. Yeah, this I'm an is educator. a lot of fun, right? <laughs> so, okay, to wrap up because we're about to get ready to wrap up. Is there anything that you want to share that you haven't talked about yet? And then, of course, after that, I want you to share um, anything you want to promote your social media products, whatever you want to do. My tip that I would give is if you've been thinking about transitioning to plant-based, please do it. I mean, it's not a matter of you saying I'm going to go cold turkey. Can you just give it one day a week? Can you give it one meal that day even? Just start somewhere. That is that is my biggest tip. People try to make this such a big deal and they immediately go to Oh, Lord, what am I supposed to eat? And I'm thinking, I think I have more choices than you. If you ask me, what do I eat? <laughs> well, my first response is <laughs> I eat what, what you eat and eats, first of all. Mm. <laughs> but my second, thing, <laughs> my second thing is if, if you look at your plate, if you're eating that traditional, what we learned as the food pyramid, if you're eating that plate, just remove the animal protein. That's what I'm eating. So how can I starve off of just taking that off my plate? People don't don't make this so big. I agree. Don't overthink it for sure. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. So how can we reach you if we want to work with you or we want to follow you on social media? Yes, I am earthly bodies everywhere. 
So if there is a social media platform, I'm not saying I'm super active on all of them, but even if you went to Pinterest, I'm Earthly Bodies there too. So on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, and um, Earthly Bodies, Earthly Bodies Natural Living, it may come up as that, but you'll be assured that that is me. Uh, and then let's see here. Oh, also on Facebook, I have the Earthly Bodies Natural Living page. But then I also have a group that's called the Earthly Bodies Daily Tips, which yes, may come I up when you type group. that in. Yeah, I love your group. I, I have fun there. Yeah. Thank you. I, I was so I was so honored when your name popped up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. Let me have my moment and we will move on. Okay. <laughs> so on in that group. What I do is just every morning at 7 a.m. Actually, it's Monday through Friday now that I've been doing it for almost a year. But at 7 a.m., one tip is just sent to just help motivate you, encourage you, inspire you, maybe give you a quick recipe or um, just uh, some encouraging words for that day or some information about why you need this certain mineral, vitamin, supplement, whatever. So if you go and um, just click that you want to join there, you'll get that Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Then there's um, the shop that's on there where you can go and I have different products ranging from uh, ebook that will just take you through a self-guided ebook, take you through 10 days of transitioning into plant-based just to see what it feels like, you know, for 10 days ranging to, I have a recipe book where I encourage people to, that say, I don't think I can do this every day. So I said, well, Hey, can you do one meatless meal a month? So I have a recipe book that has like a calendar a recipe for each month. Nice. So it's never going to go out of style. It's yeah. January through, through December, start where you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's there. And then it goes all the way to my one-on-one -on -one coaching um, and my videos. I even have a video pack of me actually in the kitchen cooking different things. So there's lots for you to look at on there. You can actually schedule an appointment with me, a, tw a free 20 minute health discovery call where I just want to find out what your health goals are and see if you and I can attain them together. Nice. I mean, we're stronger together. Yes. So absolutely. we can, you can do that. Um, I do those on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So just go on there and click on, um, the link at the top that says schedule, schedule my appointment and you'll set that up. And I'd love to talk with you. So yeah, I'll make sure that I put all Johanna's information at brownvegan.com under this blog post so that you can check it out and make sure you follow yeah. her on social media and all that good stuff as well. So it was such Yay. a pleasure having you on. This was a lot of fun, even though I will say in the it beginning, was. I was like, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> I, when you told me your story, I was like, I had no idea what the next, what was I going to say next? I don't know what to say. So yeah, but I'm glad it worked out. I'm so, I'm so, so thankful to have you on the show and I appreciate yes. your insight and this was a lot of fun. <laughs> it sure was. And I thank you for allowing me to share my to share this story, because I, once again, the only thing that has made this OK is that I know it's helped so many other people. So I will say for those people out there who are not doing whatever purpose or dream or goal that you have, if you're not doing it, let me just tell you that you're being selfish because somebody is waiting on you. You have an audience for whatever that is. They're waiting on you to do it so you can help them. Yes. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes. Also, don't forget to get all of the show notes and resources we mentioned at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.